Hey, and welcome to another episode of Career Combos and Coffee. I'm your host, Gopal Singh. This is our first late night episode, but maybe not for our guest, Christopher Gibbons, a recruiter and author, joining us from beautiful New Zealand. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, Gopal. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, I always wanted to visit New Zealand. Um, I hear it's one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Uh, Have you always lived there? Always lived here. Yeah. Um, Born and bred. So mainly from the capital city, Wellington. So, you know, I can definitely recommend it as as one of the most beautiful places. And you you certainly need to come. Yeah. and, And I mean, you worked remote, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place to kind of just... For anyone who does want to come, you'd, you'd probably need a good six to eight weeks. I think some people can underestimate how long it takes to actually get around and see the country. But if you can actually, you know, take that time, six to eight weeks, get a get a big camper van, drive around the country, you know, people love it. So you're going to laugh at me, but the only things that I've really seen was the scenes from Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it was beautiful, right? And so, uh, yeah, you're speaking my language. If I can get a camper van, uh, take a flight over there and and uh, take some time off, I think I would probably not want to come back. <laughs> most most people don't want to leave Yeah, when they do come here. Ironically, I've only seen the first, the first movie of Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen the other two. <laughs> It was yeah. it was huge when it came out. I remember um, because they did the world premiere in Wellington, probably two thousand. God, I can't remember two thousand and was it two thousand and four, two thousand and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Jackson, all the actors, actresses, the, all the fanfare. They rolled out the red carpet. It was huge in Wellington. I remember it was super packed, super crowded, and we've yeah. kind of lived off that. Yeah, you know, for the next twenty years, people still <laughs> so, mention it. So, do you guys know when they're filming new movies? Like, do you kind of get a first sneak peek of what's going on? It normally, sometimes it can make it make its way out into the media. Um, yeah. You know, because we we do get some quite famous, you know, actors and actresses coming over. Um, and normally they'll they'll be spotted somehow they'll be spotted, and then it, it gets out into the media that oh, you know, um, what is it? Joseph Gordon Lovitz, Levitz, yeah, he was yeah. over here I think during lockdown or something. You know, uh-huh. Benedict Cumberpatch was over here during uh-huh. during lockdown as well. So yeah, they Rita Ora obviously married um, Taika White. Um, I think it's Taika Waititi. So yeah. Yeah. So it sort of filters out and makes its way. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself and your career journey. Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, it's, um, I think I, I think it was pretty traditional to start with in terms of going to, you know, you go to school, you go to university, um, university, I'd always had a passion for the, for the environment. So I ended up going and doing a marine biology marine biology degree at university um got to a point after a few years where I, I, I sort of wasn't really too into the workforce and wanted to kind of continue on you know kind of pursue that environmental career and I thought you know the best way for me to do that is go on do a master's degree which I did 
um, did a master's on carbon flux in the intertidal sea anemone Anthopleura oreo radiata. That's a mouthful for you. <laughs> and then did that and basically came out of university right when the, the GFC was kicking in. Um, you know, basically c- couldn't get a job to save myself. Um, yeah. You know, I'd, I'd even had organizations tell me that, you know, if, if there wasn't so many people on the job market, would you know, would snap you up. Um, so I kind of was doing doing bits and pieces in terms of work and then ended up getting a bit of a break where I, I worked for this company who was developing a deep sea crab fishery off the coast of New Zealand. Um, so I basically came in to work for them, was, was doing some work um, to, you know, because in terms of these exploratory fisheries, you have to work with the government in order to get permits and things like that and increases in quota. So we were doing that. And then I ended up going out to see, working on, you know, we'd go out for, say, 10 to 14 times at a day catching crabs, as weird as that yeah. might sound. Um, we, you know, for for the actual, for each trip to be profitable, we, we'd have to catch about, I think, a ton of crab. And realistically, we were only catching around 600 to 800 kilograms. Um, and so in the end, you know, it, it sort of, it sort of didn't really work out for the company um, yeah. and things kind of wrapped up, but there was an opportunity from there where one of the directors of Crabco was involved in um, the Antarctic toothfish fishery in Antarctica. Um, so he offered me the opportunity to go down in kind of more of a data management compa- capacity and go and work on, you know, work on one of the fishing boats going down there. So though, those vessels go down every year. But anyway, I went went down. There's, there's a set quota every year. Um, you know, got to go down. Didn't didn't obviously make it to the continent, but saw a lot of icebergs, a lot of wildlife. Um, you know, it is it's quite a different lifestyle working with fishermen and living with fishermen compared to, you know, when you're you're back on terra firma. Long story short, basically had, had a couple of other opportunities, you know, went back down again on, on that Antarctic toothfish trip again a couple of years later, ended up actually being able to fly down to Antarctica with the university who I who I did all my degrees with um, for a month and, you know, was based at Scott Base, which is just literally just over the hill from the American base, McMurdo. Um, and so we, we did a... You know, we camped out on the ice for a few weeks there doing Antarctic research and things like that. That was incredible. And then in the mean, you know, then I was coming back and working on doing more work on kind of fishing boats and starting to build build up my environmental consultancy work as well in terms of working with, um, you know, the likes of Opus at the time, who I think is now WSP. And then um, came off a fishing boat um, doing an orange roughy biomass survey and ended up basically needed a job to pay rent. So I just picked up the phone, called the first agency, recruitment agency, and had a chat with this guy. And he said, oh, why don't you come in and just kind of do this and look after candidates for a bit until your next contract pops up? And I thought, yeah, that sounds great. So I came in. And what I found is I just really enjoyed it. Um, it It was obviously different from what I'd been doing and just you know, three months later, signed a perm contract, you know, 
just really loved being able to help people. There's obviously there's a sales side to it, which I enjoyed. You know, you you build relationships with people, you meet interesting people, and you know, ended up having quite a lot of success with you know with that company. And then um, now I'm sort of at that point where you know I'm I'm still doing recruitment, but kind of looking ahead to the future, and obviously talk about it a little bit later but it's around kind of now you know obviously I've written that book around you know resume writing based on my experiences with you know hiring managers and what they're looking for and and then this is obviously what brings us here today in a nutshell yeah yeah no that's great so that's a pretty drastic change um yeah, yeah, marine biology and yeah. uh, a lot of people tell me I'm crazy. They're like, I can't <laughs> believe you gave that up to go and do recruitment. <laughs> well, um, you ready for a break? Yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's do. We call this uh, "What's in Your Cup," where we talk about coffee, cool. uh, and we talk about. I think we're starting to talk about food as well. Absolutely. I'm not drinking coffee right now. It's 9 p.m. on a Saturday yeah. here in the states, and I think it's Sunday for you, right? It's Sunday. It's Sunday. Yeah, three almost three thirty. Okay, three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. So um, yeah, a little bit of a time difference. So I'm not drinking coffee right now. But earlier today, I went to a New York style diner called Max and Louis here in oh. in uh, San Antonio, and it's really nice. I mean, it's got it's got the New York vibes. It's got the restaurant started or the diner started. It was two immigrants that came from Russia to the United States in the 1920s. Uh, and they started a business um, and then it just, you know, emerged into something amazing here. And I don't I'm not sure if this is the only restaurant, but it's got all your like it's got like um, the different types of bagels and cool. um, like in all the breakfast items um, that you can think of. And then you have your your cheesesteaks and and uh, um, Reuben sandwiches and, um, you know, New York, you can really get anything any type of food. Uh, so that's kind of what it's, it's reminiscent of. It's like you go in here and you're going to take a long time to go through the menu. Um, at least I did because I was trying to figure out, okay, I came for breakfast, but I'm seeing all this other stuff. Um, and I want to get it all. So, but they had an amazing cup of coffee. And so, um, that's my coffee chat for the day, but, uh, what's, what are you drinking? Well, firstly, do you, do you mind, like, how do you have your coffee? Oh, so I have my coffee with cream um, and stevia sweeteners. So stevia. I try yeah. and not use sugar, um, but it's got to be, yeah, I, I don't drink black coffee, only only in emergencies, maybe when I was yeah. in the military and, and we didn't really have time to do anything else but grab a unless, cup of coffee. Unless you're short a few hairs on your chest. Yeah, yeah. Black coffee. (laughs) Yeah, but I have to have my cream and sugar in there. How how about you? My coffee drinking has evolved. So I only started drinking when I was 28. And um, this is, if you don't mind me sharing the story, I was was, when I was living in, I lived in Denmark for six months and I was working for this guy doing landscaping. And every morning I'd turn up at about seven o'clock and the guys would be kind of talking and and having their, their morning coffee. And of course, I couldn't speak Danish. So I literally just kind of stood around waiting for the day to start. And um, my boss then finally said, probably after a few weeks, he said, okay, if you don't start drinking coffee, I'm not giving you a pay rise. (laughs) So that literally kind of 
forced me to start drinking coffee and then I just started having it black, had it black to start with. And now then I kind of got to the point where um, I've kind of moved away from dairy and I was having almond milk, you know, for a long time. Then I switched to coconut milk. Now I've switched to oat milk. We've now in our place, we've got a proper kind of, you know, like a, a froths the milk and my my wife's an ex barista and she's passionate about coffee. And, you know, I said at the time, um, before we even got it, I said, I'm just happy with instant. And there was, I was not going to win that argument. <laughs> oh yeah. She's not going to let you just, have she's not going to let me drink instant. No. <laughs> so now I've so, said, yeah, I, we have the whole coffee beans, the grinder. So literally that's, you know, it's more, can I call it a latte or, you know, an oat milk latte that's probably what i would that's what i normally have but look right yeah. now with you it's 3 30 i don't normally drink coffee be past 12 so i'm on a green yeah. tea. nice green tea yeah. do you guys have um favorite coffee shops over there in new zealand heaps um yeah. wellington i think wellington has wellington where i'm from the capital city that has like the most coffee shops per capita in the world it's something ridiculous wow. like that because wellington's primarily government and banking so in in you know ah. in the main in the cbd you know wellington's a very face you know when people have meetings it's all very face to face let's go out have a coffee and so there's right. little just you know small coffee shops just popped up in the middle of nowhere you know we with no seats just some guy in a wall making coffee that sort of thing wow. so um so coffee is hugely popular over here. Um, and there's some great coffee, you know, some great coffee places around. Yeah. Yeah. What about food? What about food? Good question. I eat anything, by the way. I'm not I'm not a picky eater. There's a lot of great eateries around New Zealand as well. Like I think brunch is quite a popular thing in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You know, going out, doing, you know, um, what is it? Eggs Benedict. Um, that's quite, that's quite popular. Eating out's quite popular to be honest in general. Like it, it's just yeah. got more and more popular over the years and more restaurants, cafes, places like that. Um, I wouldn't say you'd go into a restaurant. I wouldn't say there'd be too many restaurants where it's like, you can pretty much pick whatever you want. And there's like a, too many options. A lot of them trying, I think, streamline it, keep it quite straightforward. Um, Obviously, the, the vegan thing, the, the vegetarian things, obviously, that's quite popular over here. So we've got vegan, specifically vegan restaurants. You yeah. know, they seem to be popping up more and more. But it just depends. Like, I'm sure, honestly, over here, you know, probably much like the US, you, you can probably just, you'll find something that you'd like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to visiting and, and definitely uh, not only... Yeah, not only getting out and exploring, but uh, trying the coffees and the food. Um, oh, you'd love it. It's on my yeah, bucket list it. there. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit. I know you are an author. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit. I, I heard that you're uh, almost uh, ready to publish a book here. Tell me a little bit about your book. Yeah, so I'm publishing a book 1st of November. Um, it's coming out on Amazon, you know, so it's it, it kind of came from... I suppose being in recruitment and having reviewed probably thousands and thousands of CVs and 
I think a lot of people probably write their CV from maybe what their, their you know, their friends tell them or, you know, um, what they think or maybe do a little bit of, bit of research here or there. I've written the book more from the, from, from the conversations that I've kind of had with hiring managers and, you know, conversations I've had with other recruiters. And it's more to help people, you know, because it's, it's you know, your resume, your resume or CV, whatever you like to call it, it really is a sales document. You know, it's your yeah. career. It's a career sales document. And it's about really making sure it's it's tailored to the job that you're applying to. You know, it's, it's short and sharp. It's getting all the key points, the key messages across. And that's what I've tried to convey in this book. Um, which is, sorry, the book's called Did You Even Read My Resume? Beat the HR Bots and Land Job Interviews. So nice. Um, that's what I've tried to convey in the book. I've, I've tr- tried to keep it as short and sharp as possible because let's face it, it's a book on resume writing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be, it's not a Stephen King novel. <laughs> so I've tried to keep it short and sharp as possible you know, actionable as possible. So it is very much a step-by-step guide as you're kind of working through it. And it kind of gives gives you some ideas on, you know, especially around writing your responsibilities and your achievements and, and making sure there's there's some tangible stuff in there to really stand out and jump out to hiring managers to give you the best chance of getting that interview. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've really written it to, to try and, yeah, because in recruitment, you can only help so many people Whereas right. I've kind of written this because, you know, I'm trying to help more people. Right, right. And you've seen a lot. I mean, you you have the experience, so you're pouring Absolutely. all of this into the book. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, I'm excited to uh, find that on Amazon here in a few weeks. And uh, we'll definitely link to it in our episode description. Uh, excited for you. Is this your first book? First book, yeah. I will say that the book, I did release it um I released it last year under a different title. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was titled Career Secrets, but I just didn't feel the title encapsulated, you know, everything that I was trying to say. And, and so I've kind of, I've changed the title because I felt, you know, it, it just flowed a lot better. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of re-releasing it, but it's the first book to be kind of yeah. released by myself. Oh, that's great. Um, looking forward to reading it and uh, excited Thank for you. you. Um, so what what would you say to those, our, our listeners right now that are um, thinking about a career in recruiting um, or following kind of your footsteps? Maybe, maybe not from marine biology to recruiting, yeah. but maybe thinking about a career in recruiting. Falling into recruitment has been one of the best things to ever happen to me, just in terms of the amount of growth I've had as a person, you know, if I, if I, you know, I had great adventures and experiences, you know, following my marine science passion, which I'm really grateful for, you know, going to Antarctica was, you know, that was a dream come true. But I think ending up in recruitment and, and kind of, you know, being challenged to, to kind of push yourself and cold call people. And that to me has been invaluable because I've just had so much growth over the last yeah. five, six years I've been doing it. And the, the other thing I think as well is, you know, the thing about recruitment for me, and it's the same with this book, is that, you know, I almost, you know, there was a time back in, you know, when I was doing my marine science career and, 
you know, I wish I'd sort of had someone there who could have helped me and guided me a bit more and given me some career advice and feedback. And that's what I've kind of, I've been able to do that through yeah. being a recruiter, um, you know, help others and help, you know, people in terms of people relocating to New Zealand and being able to help them get their foot in the door and get a job and, you know, um, <clears throat> start, you know, restart their careers over here. You know, yeah. that's that's been invaluable because, you know, there's so much going on in the world, right? Like, yeah. you know, New Zealand's pretty much the furthest place away. You know, a lot of people want to relocate here because of how safe it is. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's been, to me, that's been really rewarding to yeah. help those those people, you know. Well, I appreciate you being on the on Thanks the for having me. Today. And, yeah, I, absolutely. I really enjoyed learning about you earlier. You know, and that's 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 why I think um, I really enjoy doing this is being able to meet people and hear about their journey and um, gosh, just some some really amazing things. Um, people really just taking a leap. Yeah. yeah, for our listeners, you know, if there's any anyone out there that you're kind of afraid or you, you're you're not sure about that first step, um, we're doing it every day. We're taking that leap and we're being brave um, and. Uh, you won't be the first one and you won't be the last. You just have to go ahead and, and try. So, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, we're Thanks excited and we'll be looking out for that book. Like I said, I'm going to link it all in the episode description. And uh, that's a wrap, folks. We'll see you on the next episode.